0: The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, UnitedHealthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. On today's Smart 7, Rishi hints at tax cuts, Boris was bamboozled, and lots more. It's Tuesday, 21st of November, it's National Gingerbread Day, and happy birthday, Carly Rae Jepson. The Smart 7, it's news, but not the news. Wednesday sees Chancellor Jeremy Hunt address the nation as he presents the autumn statement. It's one of Rishi's last chances to change the narrative around the economy and try to regain some ground on labour in the polls. There's been a lot of focus on tax cuts with speculation that there could be cuts for business, but not to inheritance tax, which has proved controversial. Rishi was busy on Monday, refusing to give any hints on which particular taxes might be cut, but highlighting the fact that inflation has now halved to 4.6% in October. He also introduced five new priorities, which included reducing debt, rewarding hard work and delivering world-class education. But he says that these are in addition to his existing five pledges. Now that inflation is halved, and our growth is stronger, meaning revenues are higher, we can begin the next phase and turn our attention to cutting tax. We will do this in a serious, responsible way. There's also a question about what changes the autumn statement may bring to the social welfare system, with Rishi describing the current system as not sustainable. Labour's Shadow Treasury Secretary James Murray told Sky's Kay Burley that it's time to put Labour back in charge of the finances. We've had 13 years of low growth. You know, if the economy had been growing over the last 13 years at the same rate it had under the Labour government before 2010, people would be thousands of pounds better off. The Covid inquiry was back in action on Monday with the government's chief scientific officer during the pandemic, Sir Patrick Vallance, in the witness box. His diaries have been quoted extensively in the testimony so far, but he says he never intended them to be made public, that they were more of a brain dump than anything. Uh, These were private thoughts. They were instant reflections from a day. I had no intention whatsoever of these ever seeing the uh, light of day or me looking at them again. His testimony on the Eat Out to Help Out scheme appears to conflict with the then-Chancellor Rishi Sunak's written evidence, as Sir Patrick says scientists were deeply concerned about the impact of the free meal scheme on transmission of the virus. He testified that he believed the UK had been too slow to act on things like lockdowns and that the leadership in Number 10 was inconsistent and indecisive. He also spoke extensively about how difficult it had been to explain scientific concepts to Prime Minister Boris Johnson, describing him as bamboozled by some of the maths behind exponential growth, and that brief think Boris was hard work. I think I'm right in saying that the Prime Minister at the time gave up science when he was 15 and I think he'd be the first to admit it wasn't his forte and that he did struggle with some of the concepts and we did need to repeat them often. The UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres says that the war in Gaza has seen a killing of civilians that is unparalleled and unprecedented in any conflict he has witnessed since he began his role in 2017. At a press conference on Monday, he said it's clear that thousands of children have been killed and that a humanitarian ceasefire is an essential first step in getting aid to civilians in Gaza. US President Biden said on Monday that he believes a deal that will see Hamas begin to release hostages is close as the situation in Gaza City remains dire, with very little water, food or fuel. With 1.6 million people displaced from their homes and seeking shelter, Richard Brennan, the Regional Emergency Director of the World Health Organization, says the poor sanitation is contributing to huge public health risks. We could be on the precipice of major disease outbreaks. Um, We're trying to address that as best we can, but putting in disease control efforts in these overcrowded, unsanitary contexts is incredibly difficult. Argentina has a new president, but the bad news is he makes Donald Trump look sane and measured. He is Javier Millet, better known as El Loco, and he just won the presidency in a landslide victory. He's a far-right politician in the mode of the Donald and former Brazilian president Jair Bolsonaro, both of whom greeted his election with delight. He's relatively new to politics with previous jobs including performing in a Rolling Stones cover band and appearing as an economic pundit on TV. He's pledged to rescue Argentina from its current economic woes and drive leftists out of politics. If you think differently from them, they will kill you. That's the point. You can't give shit leftists an inch. If you give them an inch, they will use it to destroy you. You don't negotiate with trash. Because they will end you. Still to come on the SMART 7. England tackle Macedonia's minnows and Aquaman returns right after this. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome back. There was more Euro 2024 qualifying on Monday night, but as England was already guaranteed a place, their away game against Northern Macedonia wasn't expected to be too dramatic. However, the hosts took a first-half lead, going into half-time 1-0 up and potentially causing serious embarrassment for an England side that won the home fixture 7-0. It took a second-half intervention from Harry Kane to level the game, and it finished one all That sees England unbeaten in 2023 and top seeds for Euro 2024. Manager Gareth Southgate spoke after the game. The quality with the ball was good on a very difficult pitch, it was probably just that, that finish, that final pass which was difficult to find against their defence, um, but I thought lots of positive performances. Rachel Zegler and Tom Blythe are the stars of the new Hunger Games prequel called The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. It's had good reviews so far and Rachel is pretty busy at the moment as she's about to star in the live action version of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. She also popped up on Jimmy Fallon's show and shared a fact that's going to make anyone over 40 feel really uncomfortable. I was named after Rachel Green from Friends. That is a real fact, and everybody, nobody ever believes me because they think that there's no way I'm young enough to be named after Friends. (laughs) They were gonna name me Catherine, but my older sister's Jacqueline, and they thought that might be too confusing for babies to figure out. And so, uh, yeah, my mom loved the way it sounded on Friends for Jennifer Aniston, and then that was my name. It seems as though the world has gotten bored of superhero movies at the moment. Marvel's The Marvels has had a terrible opening at the box office, and DC's The Flash didn't exactly break any records either. So, it's a case of flippers crossed for Jason Momoa's billion-dollar superhero vehicle Aquaman, which drops its sequel in December. He'll be hoping it'll make a big splash, but it was delayed after early audience testing went badly. That led to changes, including Amber Heard's role being reduced. In fact, she doesn't even make an appearance in the trailer. So, I guess Heard... Not seen? I'm going to kill Aquaman. Even if I have to make a deal with the devil to do it. Free me from my prison and all my power will be yours. The key to this prison is the royal bloodline itself. You've been listening to The Smart 7. We'll be back tomorrow at 7am. Hit that follow button and have a great day.